the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, everyone. I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 133 of Say What? Where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including a historic goddess case that set the precedent for religious freedom in public schools and much more. That's right, George. I can't believe we've not talked about this before, but uh, better late than never. On September the 1st, 2023, thousands of coaches, players, parents, and fans took the first Freedom Challenge and prayed after their local high school football game. Why? Because of Coach Kennedy and his case that went all the way up to the Supreme Court. This particular SCOTUS ruling is so important that we would like to unpack it for you because this is, George, great news for parents, for students, for teachers, for administrators, and board members in the public school system. It definitely is. And, and Mark, I became aware of this just at, you know a few months ago when I heard um, Kelly Shackelford, who's the president and CEO and chief counsel of First Liberty. Um, who represented Coach Kennedy in, right. in this case um, of Coach Kennedy against the Bremerton School District in Washington State. Um, and real quick, we're going to want to set all of this up. So we're going to throw out some pieces of information here. Um, that way, uh, our listeners can go and, and uh, do some more digging on this. But um, I want to make you guys aware of a website called Restoring Faith in America. Uh, so you'll just take the acronym RFIA.org, Restoring Faith in America, RFIA.org. It has all of the details on this case. Um, but why is this case important? Well, unlike any time in the past 50 years, uh, religious freedom is actually on a major winning streak yes. through the court system. Uh, thanks to several landmark victories, um, at the U.S. Supreme Court, we are now witnessing the freedom to publicly express religious faith. Um, it's making an unprecedented comeback in our country after decades of hostility. Um, you know, prayer can now return to public places. Religious monuments that were taken down in the past can go back up. Basically, wherever faith was muzzled, uh, it has now the freedom to breathe and to be exercised. Um, and so this case of Coach Kennedy is actually one of the biggest uh, positive change cases for religious liberty, uh, but almost nobody knows about it. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing, George. Uh, it's been, it was off our radar for a while, but uh, just to give some uh, background and facts of the case, um, Coach Joe Kennedy uh, is an 18-year Marine veteran, and he was an assistant coach for the Bremerton High School varsity football team in the state of Washington. And before he even coached his first game, uh, the Marine turned football coach uh, made a commitment to God that he would give thanks at the conclusion of each uh, game for which the players had accomplished and for the opportunity to be part of their lives through football. 
Well, after the final whistle of games, as players cleared the field, Kennedy would pause, kneel, and offer a brief, quiet, personal prayer that lasted between George 15 and 30 seconds. And initially, uh, he prayed quietly, and and he prayed alone. But after several games, some of the students took notice of Kennedy's post-game uh, prayers and asked if they could also join in. <laughs> and he told them, look, this is a free country and you can do what you want. But over time, and if students started to gather and Kennedy began offering short motivational speeches to players, any with a brief prayer. Sometimes no players gathered and Kennedy prayed alone. Yep. And this continued, you know, Kennedy's prayers went apparently unnoticed by the school officials for seven years. (laughs) Can't see how that happened. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, no students, coaches, or parents had ever complained about this. Um, But this practice actually came to the school officials' attendance, um, and this is the Bremerton School District, so they conducted a fact-finding investigation. And the district recognized that students had participated voluntarily in Kennedy's postgame religious expression and that Kennedy had not actively encouraged or required participation. However, the district said that Kennedy must keep his prayers physically separate from any student activity. Yeah, (laughs) in, in compliance with the district's directive, Kennedy immediately ceased praying with the students but through counsel, sent a letter to the district formally requesting a religious accommodation under Title VII, which is Civil Rights Code, um, for employee-employer relationships to kneel and say a brief personal prayer on the field after the football games concluded. Well, the district acknowledged that Kennedy's religious exercise was, quote, fleeting, and that the only issue now in play was whether Kennedy had a, quote, right to conduct a personal private prayer. However, the district denied Kennedy's request for accommodation. Instead, the district issued a sweeping new ban prohibiting Kennedy or any employee from engaging in any, quote, demonstrative religious activity, either silently or audibly. Um, the only accommodation the district offered was for Kennedy to pray, quote, in a private location within the school building, athletic facility, or press box. And now this is when everything starts to come down, because after the district's denial of, of Kennedy's request for this accommodation, um, Kennedy, unwilling to break his commitment to God, basically knelt alone uh, to offer brief and silent prayer at the 50-yard line after the next football game. And guess what? After this game, the district said Kennedy's actions moved closer to what we want, but are still unconstitutional. And then after the next football game after that, you know, Kennedy went again and said a brief silent prayer. Well, two days after that game, the district placed Coach Kennedy on administrative leave and barred him from coaching for kneeling on the field and praying for that football game. So... On December 15, 2015, Coach Kennedy files a complaint with the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunities Commission that they basically violated his rights to free exercise of religion and free speech. Then in June of 2016, the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission issues a letter to Coach Kennedy basically granting him the right to to sue Bremerton School District. 
Um, so he went through the proper channels. He went through the proper channels, all of these steps, and now the legal battle began. It does. The First Liberty Institute filed a lawsuit against Bremerton School District and Federal District in 2016, asking the court to allow Coach Kennedy to continue coaching while the case made its way through court. The district court and then the Ninth Circuit denied the request, George. In 2018, the Supreme Court also denied the request, but four justices, Alito, Justice Thomas, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh issued a statement expressing serious concern about how the school district and the lower courts had understood the First Amendment rights of public school teachers. Exactly. And so now that case went right back to the lower courts for further litigation. And then again, the district court sided with the school district in 2020. The Ninth Circuit did the same thing in 2021. So this came right back in September of 21 to the U.S. Supreme Court. And this time around, they finally took the case. So in January 2022, they heard the case. Um, the oral arguments were presented. And in June 2022, uh, the Supreme Court ruled 6-3 yeah. in favor of Coach Kennedy. And then uh, November, the, the federal judge issued the final order. And then just this year in March, uh, Mark, the Bremerton School District approved the settlement of $1.7 million, uh, and they had to reinstate Coach Kennedy on the football, football team. Now, this is really sad because it went from 2015 all the way to 2023. Yeah. And just last month, September 1st, 2023, Coach Kennedy got to return to the football field. And guess what he did? He knelt down to pray. A free man able to do that. So this case, we're going to unpack it a little bit here. Um, but one of the big things that throughout all of the degrees and levels of the court system that he went through constantly came back to this false notion in America of separation of church and state. Yeah, that's right, George. You know, for more than 50 years, uh, public religious expression was silenced, censored, and people of faith were far too often stripped of their constitutional right. A slew of harmful Supreme Court decisions going back to the 1940s and 1970s changed the law regarding public religious expression and distorted the original intent of the Constitution. In fact, millions of Americans uh, have been raised under the misconception that any hint of religion was forbidden based on government uh, or on government property. Um, they were wrongly told to quietly hide their beliefs. We were deceived into thinking that all forms of religious expression had to be locked away inside the walls of a house of worship or your, or your personal home, but excluded from the public arena. But George, that's never what our founders intended. It's never. And in fact, this phrase separation of church and state has been widely distorted. It doesn't, uh, it's, it's not present anywhere in our founding documents. And this actually goes back to a phrase from a letter from President Thomas Jefferson, who wrote to the Danbury Baptists, which is a group of churches in Connecticut who were concerned with their state government's weak religious liberty protection. So when we read this in context, Jefferson is basically telling them that the wall keeps government from interfering with religious free exercise, not the other way around. 
And just so our hearers can understand even how Jefferson understood this, in fact, President Jefferson himself attended a church service held inside the U.S. Capitol featuring the preaching of Baptist minister John Leland two days after he penned this letter to the Danbury Baptists. So in his own mind, he was practicing exactly what he intended and what he meant in that letter. Yeah, just a little more history. I mean, the reason the Danbury Baptists wrote uh, Thomas Jefferson was because they were concerned about the new federal government's um, imposition against their fundamental religious right. And so he was actually writing to assure them that, that, no, our Constitution guarantees your right of what he called rights of conscience. Uh, It has no power to take your religious rights of expression away from you. Well, George, as we know, that letter and that statement, separation of church and state, has been tarnished over the years by the Supreme Court, actually, until recently. So the Supreme Court, going back to the Roe v. Wade Court of the the 70s, late late 60s and the the 70s, right? The same Supreme Court that gave us Roe v. Wade also gave us another ruling called Lemon versus Kurtzman. And this is known as as Lemon in the, the legal circles. It's very popular. And Coach Kennedy's case basically gutted Lemon out completely. Mark, can you can you unpack that for us a little bit? Well, I mean, I remember every law school student um, knows Lemon pretty well. This is was a prominent Supreme Court case. It goes back to 1971. And it basically says that uh, government actions um, against religious expressions um, are allowed uh, if the law that if the action that they're taking is for a secular purpose, right? Well, you can all always argue it's for a secular purpose um, if it does not advance or prohibit um, an expression of religion or it does not deeply entangle the state in a religious exercise. So these three tests were always applied. And Lemon was construed in a way to make it very easy for the government to say, I'm not squelching your religious right. You know, we we have this test that the Supreme Court applied. I'm just following the test, and I can do what I want under this test. So number one thing parents to understand teachers, students, school administrators, school board members, Lemon is no longer the law in America. And in fact, just so you know how big Lemon was, it has been cited in over 7,000 times in case law by courts across America. So whatever previous cases were relying upon Lemon, that's all out the window. That's correct. Um, and so this is huge because now our law school textbooks and courses have to be rewritten. Totally. Um, so this is absolutely amazing. So Coach Kennedy's case has resulted in this 52-year-old lemon test being overruled by the Supreme Court ruling. So um, everything from public prayer, which is what Coach Kennedy was doing, to displaying the Ten Commandments, um, you know, which... I display those in my workplace, and, and I've done that, I guess, illegally now for the last 17 years until this law came through. Um, you know, veterans' memorials and other religious imagery, right? The motto in God we trust on a school board, 
um, you know, within the school board walls, you know, at the, the Ten meetings. Commandments being posted on a, on a hallway. The uh, th- those were taken down under the lemon test. Exactly. Um, and, and even here in California, what we've been dealing with, the invocations before a school board meeting. Right. Right. Um, and there is lawsuits working their way through the system on this uh, back to, you know, Chino, um, you know, Valley Unified School District. So this is huge. This is huge. This is the one of the greatest pieces of news that we have. But over the last couple of years, the Supreme Court has given us not just the Coach Kennedy ruling that we just presented to you, but when you couple this with at least two other major rulings uh, that we have. So the Supreme Court's decision in Kennedy actually builds upon the Supreme Court's historic 7-2 ruling in American Legion versus American Humanist Association, um, which came a few years ago, which began to cause this huge shift for religious freedom, specifically for religious tradition, its monuments and displays. And the court upheld the constitutionality of the Blandensburg Peace Cross, which is a large monument located on government property in Maryland. So that came a few years ago. The Coach Kennedy ruling, you know, came in right now. And these are just all packaging together to really bring in this death punch uh, to organizations like, you know, the American Humanist Association, which have spent decades and decades filing lawsuits everywhere uh, across the country. That's right. In another landmark victory from this past June, the Supreme Court's 6-3 ruling in the Treat Children Fairly case, which officially known is Carson v. Macon, uh, the court held that state tuition assistant programs cannot discriminate against parents who want to send their children to religious schools. This is public funding. You can't discriminate based on religious reasons. And this brings an end, George, to discrimination against students in Maine and across the country. This victory makes it clear that families should not be excluded from participating in widely available public benefit simply for choosing a religious education. So, you know, parents, you've been concerned about, you know, critical race theory, about prayer bans, about student-censored speech, about even Christian clubs on campus that are being, you know, canceled. And so we have this freedom back. It was always there, but finally the court recognized uh, that Lemon was unconstitutional. Uh, And when you couple it with these other rulings that we just, and cases that we just mentioned. So this Carson decision, you know, Carson v. Macon in the Treat Children Fairly case is a game changer, uh, especially if your family, you know, chooses a religious education for your children. Uh, There is now more liberty for religious education and school choice programs in multiple states. I think the the latest count is eight, Mm. um, where, you know, it's like West Virginia, um, you have Utah, you have Arizona, you have Florida. Um, so it, it's just it's making their w- its way through, you know, the red states for now uh, or even, you know, light red or even purple like Arizona. Right. Um, and and so now all of a sudden, you know, the Kennedy case combined with the Carson case really opens up the floodgates to, you know, the government not being able any longer to discriminate against not just personally held beliefs, but also from with withholding public monies, 
which are our monies, our taxpayer dollars. Yes, that's right. Uh, if a parent so decides to choose to send their child to a, a religious or parochial school. It's really good news, George. If your state offers an option to use government funds for private religious education, then you can apply for those benefits and not any longer face discrimination. Your family can breathe a collective sigh of relief knowing that you can send your children to a religious school that aligns with your values and belief. Now, one other and last thing here in the Carson case that I wanted to talk about were the Blaine Amendment, right? So there was about 30 states who, within their state constitution, you know, prohibited this kind of transaction, um, you know, between, you know, public dollars and religious organizations. Well, the Carson case, along with Lemon being gutted now, completely eliminates those uh, Blaine amendments. So with these amendment, this Blaine amendment basically being removed, it's now lifted this barrier of, of what has been kind of a legal cloud uh, hovering over school choice programs, and it's really giving parents the freedom to use uh, their school choice monies as they please. So parents, these cases are like a general once-in-a-lifetime win, right? If the Lemon case from 1971 was in effect for 51 years, right? We can almost guarantee that for the next 50 years, uh, for a, a lifetime, our children, our grandchildren, maybe even their children, um, can breathe freedom finally, you know, from basically government tyranny uh, that has been mostly led by, you know, Marxist type organization. Uh, most of these wonderful decisions that we're seeing. Um, all comes from a recently comprised Supreme Court. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that like him or, or, or hate him, uh, Donald Trump was responsible for appointing Supreme Court justices that are responsible for making these sensible, common sense rulings and overturning some of the more on onerous aspects of America's legal history. And putting them on, on, on us again once more on a path that our founders envisioned for this country's. So, um, listeners, please be aware that who you vote for has incredible consequences, uh, not only for your own life, but for the entire country as well. Definitely. So, parents, we encourage you to go to firstliberty.org and under the resources tab, uh, they have Religious Liberty Protection Kit for students and teachers. Uh, it's a very short, you know, 20-page little pamphlet. It has a ton of great information. We highly encourage you to download it. We also encourage you to go on uh, protectourkidsnow.org uh, onto our own website and follow us there. Subscribe to get our, our you know, biweekly uh, newsletters. Uh, share our videos. Watch them. Share them. They're very powerful. Uh, download our brochures, share our articles. You can invite Mark and I to come out to your parent group to speak. And you can also support us by clicking the donate button and becoming a, a faithful supporter of our ministry. Um, so we thank you for watching our program here at Say What? And we'll talk to you again next time. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.